This is the OMF. Can't touch this. You're in the mix with Here's another OML pattern. Good afternoon and welcome to Press Pass Live. That's right, your weekly podcast show for the OMFL. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, I've been super excited about this for a little bit. I don't know what's up with my OBS. It is tripping out on me, but we got it fixed here. I've been super excited about this. We're going to jump right into it. We're going to waste no one's time. We've been working on this for a couple weeks. I say we. I shouldn't take any of the credit. This is actually Maniac's Relationships Uh because I'm just a, a little nobody that nobody knows. But Maniac is the man. He's got the connections, and he hooked us up with his friend, Mr. Mole with EA. Mole, welcome to the show, bud. Hey, thanks, man. Glad to be here. Thank you so much for taking time to be here. We've been super, super excited about this. <clears throat> Madden 20, we're, what, three days away? Yeah, but yeah, three to four, man. It's coming up quick. It's going to be here. I uh, am so excited about this game. Uh, that I have went ahead and jumped in. I'm getting EA access. I'm, I'm going to do this early. I, I can't wait a whole nother five days or whatever it is before I can get my hands. I got to get my hands on it early. Uh, and, and I'm not doing myself any favors here. Maniac, let me apologize. I'm so excited to get started here. I didn't even welcome you. How are you doing today, buddy? That's all right. I'm not special. I'm, I'm, I'm here ready for the ride, getting to talk with my friend Mo here and and talking Madden 20, exciting times, can't wait, let's get into it. Ah, you're very special, I can't wait. This is going to be a special show, we're going to spend some time here with Mole, then we're going to jump into some Madden 19 wrap-up, some Madden 20 talk, uh, and then we're going to talk a little State of the Union. So Mole, let's just kind of let everybody know who you are and where you're about, just tell us a little bit about yourself, your job, how long you've been there, and even a little bit maybe about your favorite teams that you were talking about. Yeah, sure, thanks man. So uh, yeah, I go by uh, Official Mole. Um, Mole has been my nickname now for going on 14, 15 years, all the way back to high school. Uh, I actually, uh, my days with Madden actually go back to with Maniac as EA Sports Game Changers back in 2010. Got to be a part of the EA Game Changer program. Spent a few years uh, going down to EA, providing insight, feedback to the devs. Um, I believe it was from Madden 11 to Madden 25. And uh, over those three years, built great relationships with all the devs there, including now current lead designer, Clint Oldenburg. And um, around 2014, I was able to get a contractor role as a QA tester on the Madden 15 gameplay team and uh, spent some time both on gameplay and along the uh, MUT team over the last four or five years. And uh, for the last year and a half, I've been a senior uh, competitive gaming analyst with EA, which basically uh, I work heavily with the gameplay team and also our Madden Championship Series, our MCS team, working with uh, all the guys like RG, working with the commentary team, making sure our builds are ready for the events, helping build lineups for all of our, our final rounds and live events that go on throughout the year. And uh, so, yeah, I've been with EA now for five years, and um, I'm a huge Minnesota Viking fan. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm one of only two people that love Vikings. <laughs> Except for, there's, there's like 20 Packer fans in that building, though. I'm telling you, like, I don't get it, and it's annoying. 
because uh, I see Packer jerseys all over the studio, every, all throughout the fall, and I hate it. It sounds and like yeah, the worst. Just need another guy. It is. It really is. There's no Bears fans. There's like one Lions fan, but nobody cares about the Lions. And Ooh. Like, we just we don't. That's the reality. The the Midwest. We just the Lions or whatever. It's all about the Bears, Packers, and Vikings. But um. How about my honestly, Saints? Any Saints fans? Oh, don't even get me started, bro. Still, <laughs> that, that, that 09 championship game still like tore my heart apart. And I'm, hey, you paid us back to this day. two years ago, so you got oh the payback then. That is true. I'm I'm so glad that the biggest highlight of my career as a divisional, as a career Viking fan, is a divisional win in the playoffs. <laughs> but uh, no, honestly, I'm just I'm so blessed to be a part of EA and, and where I've been and where I come from. Um, just being a kid from the Midwest, just playing Madden like any other kid to to be where I am now is I'm very humbled and lucky to be able to work on the team and, and help make a difference on a game I've been playing since I was maybe six years old. That's super cool, man. I love your story. Uh, I'm super jealous. I, I want to be a part of the team. I got to figure that out. So as a senior competitive gaming analyst, like, tell us a little bit more of like, what does your day-to-day look like? What does that mean? What kind of role do you play on the team? Yeah, so a lot of, um, a lot of my day is really game play, getting in the game and, and putting bugs into our database for engineers and designers to, to review and look at and get, get fixed for the game. Uh, a lot of the, the people I work with, um, you know, I work with my QA team and then I also work like really closely with guys like Clint, uh, Scannelberry, all the designers and, uh, taking a lot of the information we get, not just from in-studio testing, but also, you know, Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, all the glitches and bugs that people find. It's all about taking that information and researching it and putting the bugs in so that, you know, we can go ahead and fix it for either the launch title or a future title update. Um, so that's usually my day to day is really just getting into the game, getting my hands dirty. And then over the course of the year after the game launches, uh, working with our community, uh, our competitive community, getting all their top feedback, presenting it to the devs, kind of helping assess where I think the top bugs are, giving my feedback um, on where I think, you know, patches need to go. And then as far as the uh, competitive scene um, with the Man Championship Series, um, my role with that team is anytime we have a live event coming up, usually we'll have a special build with, you know, specific field art or a specific stadium. Uh, my job is to go in and make sure the stadium looks good, that the build that we're taking out to those live events are clean, that there's no issues with them. You can do all the basics like play games online. You can build salary cap lineups. You can do your drafts. Um, so, so kind of my role is making sure that those builds uh, come out looking good. That's such a cool thing. Can you tell us just a little bit more about like how much time actually goes into finding bugs, finding glitches, finding what's out there on Reddit, YouTube, Twitch? Uh, how much time actually goes into those things? Because I think that that might be some new information that people don't really realize is being done by people like you. Yeah, I'll you know I'll usually take the first hour, um, hour or two every day after the game launches to research Twitter and find out what new bugs are being found in our community. We actually have a really uh, a great community like a comms team a marketing team that helps us with that research and a lot of times they'll put us on email threads letting us know things that they've found so i would actually say a healthy quarter to a third of my week is spent researching wow. specific bugs that i find while also immediately going into like practice mode or play now and trying to replicate those bugs because see what a lot of people don't quite understand from the qa side is that when there's a bug that's found on twitter and you see, like, you know, I'll give you a great example. Um, you know, in Madden 19, we had bugs where guys would get tackled and get right back up and keep rolling, you know, keep moving. Um, those types of bugs, we have to internally reproduce those bugs ourselves. Yeah. Right. Because we have to be able to get all the data yep. from those plays and sent to an engineer and sent to whoever, an animator that can go in and fix it. And so, it may take you hours to do that. 
it, it, it can yeah we you know and we have things like automation we do sure. things like that to help us find those bugs but yeah when it comes to yeah i gotta sit in practice mode i gotta run this play over and over and over until i can reproduce this bug that's where the job can get kind of tedious when it's things like oh hey this cover four quarters doesn't follow the streak route properly that's really easy for me to figure out what yeah. i tend to do is i'll dm that person and i'll say hey can you provide me info can you provide me a video what what steps were you doing and and as long as i have the steps that it takes to get to the bug i can typically reproduce yeah. it pretty quickly um so a lot of that time goes into research and, and just trying to reproduce the bug itself that's super cool again we're talking with the official mall with ea uh, make sure you see his twitch and his twitter on uh the screen go follow him man help us out and uh, give him some new followers he's been kind enough to spend some time with us and um, yeah, hopefully he'll, he'll come hang out with the grown folks crew from time to time. Tell me a little bit more about like the really super exciting feature of X Factors. I know that for me, the knee-jerk reaction when we first heard about this was like, <laughs> oh no, another overpowered thing that we're going to have to see. But after you get your yeah. hands on it, you actually really get into it, and it's such a great feature. Can you just tell us more about how that came to be and, and your thoughts about X Factor? Yeah, I think... For a long time we've heard from our core community that the biggest change that we can make is making sure that our, our elite players, our stars, truly feel like stars. And I think it's easy for you to say, well, why don't you just do it with the ratings? And while ratings and, and all that are definitely true to the way they play, and they definitely are an impactful part of the game, they always have been, we needed something that kind of separates um, like you know the Patrick Mahomes from the Ryan Tannehills of the world outside of just like a stat number and I think when you look at the way we implemented x-factors not only did we implement these x-factors with authenticity in mind but we also made it to be really just kind of UI friendly and intuitive to like our casual like casual players right and I think you know not to beat a dead horse but you know our casuals are our biggest market they're the they're the most people that play yeah. the game um, you know, so when we build such a big feature like this, you know, we have to consider like what's going to make it fun for somebody who hasn't maybe played Madden in three, four or five years. Right. Like what's mm -hmm. going to draw people to the game? And I think X factors are it's just different. You know what I mean? Whether you like it or don't like it, it's different. And I think that's what I love about the direction Madden 20 is going, um, you know, to be able to say, wow, Patrick Mahomes has an ability that nobody else in the game has. Tom Brady has an ability where he can hot route. He has four extra hot routes on all of his receivers. Nobody else has that. There, that's the way you separate your 40-year-old pocket passers in Madden from your 25-year-old Lamar Jacksons with 92 speed. Yeah, that's that's truly the only way to do that. So I mean, yeah, it, 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 I'm just so excited to really see how different people are going to have to play with the game this year and how each team feels different from one or the other. Like when I played CFM last year, I played with you know the Dolphins and the Colts. And it's like, to me, it didn't really feel different than using yeah. like the Patriots or the, you know, the Vikings. But this year it's like, man, I really got to consider what superstars my guys have. What abilities do they have and cater my play style towards those abilities. So that's just, it's just a really exciting feature that we haven't seen in Madden in a really long time. And you mentioned something that I think people who haven't got their hands on the beta or anything maybe don't quite understand. But there's X factors and there's also abilities. Those are quite different. Can you maybe talk about you, the impact that you think both X factors going to bring to the game, but also the abilities? Yeah. So uh, yeah, we we have two types of uh, abilities. One is what's called like a passive ability, which is an every down ability that players will contain. Uh, a good example of that would be. Um, 
I'll, I'll go back to Patrick Mahomes. He's our cover guy. He has what's called a uh, cross-body dead-eye ability, which means when he throws the ball across his body, he's going to have perfect passing. Um, that exists every single play, and that's what we call a superstar ability. Um, your X-factor abilities are special abilities. I'd consider like icing on the cake abilities where you have to earn these abilities through in-game achievements. Um, so, you know, Patrick Mahomes has a bazooka ability that allows him to throw the ball, you know, 80 plus yards in the air. But in order to do that, you have to complete X number of 30 yard passes in the air in order to achieve that ability. And then he also has knockout conditions towards that ability. Like don't get sacked, don't fumble the football, don't throw an interception, uh, things like that. So your X factor abilities will be special abilities that make a player really feel dominant. But in order to unlock those abilities, you have to achieve things in the game. And then your superstar abilities will be their every down, you know, special abilities that caters to their specific style of play. Thank you, man. I, I think it's, I'm more excited. Uh, look, the X factors are super cool and I, it, it makes special players feel special, but those abilities also right. uh, are so cool and just add so much to your team and is really, as Mole has said several times, it's going to change the way people build teams and play with the different teams, and it's just going to change the way people approach Madden 20. Maniac, what do you think about Madden 20? Well, him talking about the X Factor and the, the abilities and stuff, I'm, I'm really excited because it's not something that they're just handing over to you. You've got to really go out and earn that. And, you know, those X Factor uh Ability, ability that Mahomes like can can have the bazooka. You know, it's not just that you just, you know walk into the game, do a couple things, and boom, you, you got that that X factor rolling. And on top of that, there's the counters. I mean, all that stuff is just you know we got to play the beta, and we saw that firsthand, and it was it was amazing to see how those interacted with each other, and you know the ability to knock somebody out, but yeah, you could also counter it with something else. It, it that brings to, to mind the whole uh, chess match, you know, uh, you, you got to be aware of those things and stuff. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Uh, Mo, thank you for, for joining us. Uh, I've got a question, a few questions actually here. Uh, this pertains into the game itself. What, what is your favorite part overall from this year's game coming out? Man, um, well, I can give you the easy answer, which would be X factors, but um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with another ma major feature we added this year, which is RPOs. Um, I think when you look at what what Anthony White, our gameplay designer, shout out to him, what he was able to do this year, getting RPOs in the game, is is just absolutely incredible, and it completely changes uh, how you can approach you know your your offensive strategy. Um, you know, of course, we have three different types of RPOs in the game. We have, uh, you know, the peaks, the reads, and the alerts, which I could, I mean, if I had A-Dub here, I could have him go on and on and on about what all three of those are. But essentially, they're just different types of RPOs under center, in shotgun. Um, and it's just going to open up the field a little bit more. And, uh, you know, what I what I would recommend right off the bat is that if, if you really want to be good at RPOs, the first thing you should do in Madden is go into practice and just run RPOs for like 100 reps just 100 reps of RPOs, learn the mechanics, learn how to make your reads. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite parts of the game. It makes guys like Lamar Jackson feel so much more fun to play with uh, because you can really, like, run the Ravens offense with RPOs this year. Yeah, when you speak RPOs, I, I, my mind goes straight to Clint on Twitter uh, answering questions about, you know, uh, guys complaining about the, the, the downfield, uh, uh, offensive lineman downfield uh, penalty and stuff. And, 
and uh, I, I noticed that he had told those guys, hey, you know, you got to get rid of the ball. You can't just yeah. hold on the ball because that's that's the purpose of the RPO. So that's on the screen uh, right now too. That exact tweet is on the screen, <laughs> and he just says, "Get the ball out on time." Well, yeah. and, and for 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 people who don't know, an RPO is actually it's a designed run play first that you can just pass out of. So your your linemen are actually in a run blocking state, so their job is to get up the field. So yes, like you you have to get rid of that ball quickly. Um, and uh, you know, arcade, we kind of be a little bit more lenient about the penalty, but on competitive and sim, you got about a three yard buffer for your lineman to get upfield before the penalty is going to be thrown. Yeah, so you got to make your you got to make your choice quick. You, you can't be him on around it. Okay. Uh, uh, okay, you know we talked about RPOs and we talked about X Factor. Uh, name one under the radar, maybe uh, you know underrated feature that that players should be excited about that you know been talked about it. Um, under the radar feature, actually, uh, I'll give you one that we just added recently since the beta, which is uh, the tight end block. Oh, release. that's exactly what I was Ooh. thinking. Yeah. So this, uh, what this is going to allow is, um, so because we've now made the block and release routes a thing, we've actually changed the tight end. Uh, some of the tight end hot routes that you can call. So on every tight end, you're going to have hot routes like block and release cross, block and release fade, block and release flat. That's part of the tight end hot route UI tree this year. And what that's going to allow you to do is when you have these defensive ends and these linebackers like your Von Millers, your Khalil Max with these incredible edge edge abilities and the um, X factor like unstoppable force where they're going to win their pass rush moves if they get this unlocked you're going to need double team blocking you're going to need to put your tight end in a blocking state but we don't want to make you have to sacrifice a receiving option every single play because you know that's just not how football works you're going to have check and release routes you're going to have those types of routes so we added a functionality where if you put your tight end in a block and release route he will stay in blocking until you hit his receiver icon and then break free and then go and release on his route um it's such it's a cool feature they were able to add late in the year it was part of the feedback we got from the beta one thing to note regarding that feature is that depending on your tight ends awareness there will be a delay timer on how quickly he's going to get off his block so if he has 99 awareness it's going to be pretty much instant but if he's got 50 to 55 60 awareness it might be a little bit of a delay or if he gets thrown to the ground you're going to have to wait for him to get back up and then hit the button before he goes on his route um one other one other change we made uh, i wouldn't necessarily call it a feature but another change we made to the game this year to combat the roll backwards 40 yards and chuck it down the field Um, (laughs) we basically say that if you roll back more than 15 yards with your quarterback we turn your icons off and we significantly increase your chance of throwing an inaccurate pass so all those all those mutt videos of 99 mike vick running back 25 yards throwing 60 yard dots down the field that's gone um that was another change we made to kind of help combat the the quote cheese that you'd see um and you'd sometimes see it in cfm but when again in, in a mode like mutt where quarterbacks are 99s 98s late in the year um it was definitely a, a change we needed to make i love that, that a guy that works that for ea awesome. just said the word cheese <laughs> it's because i'm still one of those guys <laughs> oh man that that is awesome that that feature that you were just talking about the the tight end release that that is so big i mean that just adds another another flavor to the arsenal of uh, an offensive uh, players playbook basically and and you're talking about um you know ratings are going to matter with this you're, you're talking about the top tier uh, tight ends are going to release earlier but you know some guys you know how the guys are in the cfm you know they want to put that you know 89 speed tight end that's only like a 50 overall or 60 overall 
you know, now this guy's awareness can be low, and you're bringing him in to block, and now all of a sudden, you know, you're telling him to go out, but he takes a little bit longer than than a, a more seasoned veteran would uh, would uh, react to that. So that is awesome. Um, what? All right, this is going to kind of move into uh, a more personal question to you in, in regards to uh, who is your all-time favorite Madden player to use? Oh, man, my all-time favorite Madden player? I mean, the cop-out answer is 4 Michael Vick, right? I'm yeah, of course it is. But, but I'm going to be a homer. so much fun. I'm, I'm going I'm to be a homer. I'm going to go... Uh, Rookie year, Madden 2008, Adrian Peterson is one of my favorite because of the way the game was that year, the way locomotion was that year, Um, you know, coming in as a rookie. He didn't have a high OVR, but his speed was incredible. His agility was incredible. Um, I had such a blast running the football um, in that Madden. So to to kind of take – and, you know, I could say Adrian Peterson for the next five years after that because he just – he was my favorite player, and I loved to run the football. Well, um, but you, I would say I would say 08 Adrian Peterson to kind of go under the radar. Well, you, you say that and now I just immediately have these flashbacks because you know you and I used to have some some major games against each other and I can remember the first year that you got to use AP and I'm pretty sure you know it's been a while but I'm pretty sure you had like 300 something yards rushing against me the first game we played with AP and I, I remember wanting just to unplug the the uh, Xbox so bad because <laughs> you uh, were yeah I, I don't remember me. exactly but I definitely don't doubt that that happened <laughs> so uh, yeah uh, it was fun man I love running the football so I mean you know you go to Madden 20 now you got running backs that will have abilities such as like a juking ability a spin ability um, you know I love using Saquon Barkley this year like I'll tell you this much I love the way running feels in, in Madden 20 so much that in one of my other CFM leagues we have like a, a team sign up sheet and we have to explain like why we want certain teams I picked the Giants to be my number one team Ooh. because well because one I you know I know what they're gonna say they're like oh you've been playing the game you know the game and it's like I don't want to come in and be the Chargers or the yeah. Bear you know the Browns or the Bears I want to be a team where it's like it is a challenge but at the same time they I like the core of the team and i love saquon barkley um so like the giants to me are like one of my favorite teams to use simply because of the way the abilities feel on running backs nice nice uh all right you know talking about you know you playing in some cfms and stuff you know, what what is the biggest game play change from mad 19 to Madden 20 that you'll fa- that you think uh will affect uh guys approaching in their game plan uh, this is kind of a two-parter. Um, I would say pass trajectories and what we did to linebacker lurking. Um, you know, we made changes so that linebackers can't perform the, you know, the the high jump catching interceptions anymore, uh, which I think changes the way you're going to have to use her in the middle of the field. Okay. And we also tuned our pass trajectories to allow for bullet passes and touch passes to have a little bit more height on them. So, you know, one of the things that a lot of leagues would uh do as far as rules go is limit the way safeties can be put at linebacker uh maybe you know maybe you have rules regarding how you can play a zone as a user but with all the changes we've done um like another change we made that clint talked about on one of his uh, interviews i believe it was with sports gamers online if you put a safety at linebacker you're actually going to be just yeah. as limited with that safety as you would be had a linebacker been playing instead 
That's big. So the safety is actually going to play his, he's not going to be able to jump the same way that he could at his natural safety position. So when I talk to commissioners about what kind of league rules they should make, I tell them like, you should consider like we've made changes to putting safeties at linebackers. So you should be a little bit more open. Um, maybe mess with it, you know, put all your call three, three, five, put all your safeties at linebackers and, and have someone throw the ball down the field and just see how limited you feel. Um, simply because we've made changes to, to user lurking and jumping at the linebacker position. That is, that is big. And also, I mean, you know, you're talking about putting a safety at linebacker, you know, their physicality of the, the player himself is not like what it would be a linebacker. So then, you know, you have the guys that put all those safeties at linebacker, then that's going to open up possibly run, running lanes and stuff like that against the, I will tell you confidently that when I played the beta, I played a user who called three three five. It's a very you know, it's a very popular meta defense in the in the competitive scene. All his linebackers were safeties. And I called a single back halfback dive out of the Oakland playbook and I ran all over him. I ran all over him, just right up the middle. Because his his line his safeties couldn't get off blocks. Because not only are these safeties, they're 68, 70 overall safeties. They're not even good safeties. They're just fast. So when you think about the lurking changes we made, when you think about the improvements to run blocking we've made when facing these types of defenses, being able to just stack your linebacker box with safeties should not be as, as popular as it has been in the past. That is awesome. Because, I mean, you know, you know, uh, you know a lot of people will just go for that speed. You know, they don't care what size, how big. Uh, you know, they're just putting that speed there because of the way that work was in the middle. And now you're telling me that this is gone. I mean, this is game changing here uh, for for across the board. All right, this this is gonna be my last question for you at, at, for the, I guess this time. But uh, what personally again? What is your game plan when you head into a head-to-head -head, uh, Madden 20 game? Are you running the ball, airing it out, ball control? You know what? You know what I love about that question is my response is going to be I'm going to adapt to what X factors I have on the field nice. because you can't play the same. Like when I play with the Giants, I'm a run first team. I'll run the ball 80 percent of the game. Um, when I play with the the Falcons, right, I'm throwing the ball probably 80 percent of the game. And then when I'm using like a team like the Chargers, I'm a more balanced approach because you have like Keenan Allen, you have Melvin Gordon. Phillip Rivers has abilities um, now. If you had to give me one choice, I would love to just run the ball first. So I love using teams like the Jets, the Giants, um, uh, you know, even with even with the Chargers, even though I'd be balanced, I'd be running the ball more and then trying to get you to bite with a user and being able to throw over the top. Uh, and then defensively, I'm a big fan of just kind of sitting in cover three. I'm one of those guys uh, who sits in cover three and just kind of relies on his user to kind of take away the middle of the field. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, you, you're talking about there's so many different variables within Madden 20 that you've got to look at when you're approaching the game, uh, you know, you got to take into in account what, what you have on the field with your team. It's, it's not just a line up and go because, hey, I've got the fastest guy at wide receiver yeah. and I've got a strong arm, a strong arm quarterback. You know, now there's all these X factors and, and abilities that are now making teams play and control totally different. That is just awesome and I cannot wait. One, one feature I want to go over real quick with you guys. Um, you guys might have heard about it recently on the uh, dev stream this past week, but we added um, with the X Factor feature, right? The big, the big thing about this feature is it's so big. There's so much information that a user has to retain and understand that we need to be sure to surface the abilities and what players have the abilities like all over the game, right? So we added like an X Factor database 
where you can, um, you know, in the team select screen, I believe it's in the menu and it's also in the game pause menu where you can go and click on uh, the X Factor database and you can see what X Factors are in the game. Nice. Um, to kind of help, especially when you talk about MUT, when you talk about CFM years down the road, when guys are going to be on different teams, abilities are going to come and go, things are going to change. You're going to need to know that information up front. Um, two things we've done with that, which I think users, one which I think users will need to adjust to, the other one which I think is really cool is we added the Superstar X Factor Vision, which is an in-game yep. uh, pre-play UI that we put on the right trigger, which for everyone who knows is Coach Cam, to you, so you can view what X Factors and what abilities are on the field literally before the ball is snapped. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a change that was needed, especially for people who are picking up the game for the first time, maybe haven't done all their research, don't really know what the X Factor feature is, uh, even if you're a longtime veteran of the franchise. And there was, you know, some some feedback we got as far as how we had to change the defensive keys and defensive controls to the controller. Um, so we had to move, you know, because it's on Coach Cam, we had to move Coach Cam to left trigger, and we had to move the defensive keys to LB, and we had to move the defensive line shifting on defensive line adjustments to the left D-pad, right? So, okay. again, my, my feedback is that as somebody who's been playing with it, you will adjust. You know, if you make a lot of defensive changes before the snap, you will adjust to the new controls, but definitely go into practice mode, 100 reps before bed, as Clint would say, get 100 <laughs> reps in, mess with pre-play because I'm telling you, like, you, you'll adjust. And I think when things like that change, when pre-play controls change, you know, people get kind of hesitant. At the, they get a little skeptical about why do we do it, but – when you look at how big this feature is and how we're trying to make this information be easily accessible to everybody, um, the right trigger, I mean, everyone hits the right trigger. So it's something that, you know, we needed to do. And then the other thing we did is that on the field, you know, you have the X's and the star UI for the players. Um, When a player is in a situation where his ability could trigger his X factor UI or his like underneath him UI will turn red. So a good example will be, say you have Julio Jones in your lineup. His X will be, say he's on a on a in route, right, an in-out route. His X will be white. But if you were to hot route him to a post route or call a post route because he has a post route ability, that X is going to turn red. So it's a UI tell to help you understand that the play that you're calling, the type of route you're calling, uh, yeah. maybe the type of play you're calling fits that player's ability. So it's a way to tell you, like, hey, you are in a situation where his ability will trigger. I love that in-game indicators. Uh I, I kind of spurred off of something that you just said, and, and guys in the CFM, maybe I think uh, some have asked it in their chat, but uh, X Factor, uh, did you say something about you can actually lose an X Factor from a player? Is that is that possible? Um, more, I more or less meant in the sense of, uh, like, if guys guys move around teams, um, okay. and, and you kind of, like, you develop a guy and he gets, like, a certain dev trait and he gets X Factors. Uh, not, not losing X Factors, no, but um, no, because guys can't lose dev trait. Okay. So I, I don't believe so. I, I, I'm not a franchise. I don't work on the franchise. Pretty sure this year a change they made is you can't drop yeah, dev you're trait. you're right. So, yeah, if you have a guy with superstar dev trait, um, which is when he can unlock abilities through progression, there's not going to be a scenario where you go back to star or normal and you lose your abilities. Um, so, yeah, no, I meant more or less like, you know, in year three, year four, guys have progressed to develop abilities or guys have moved teams. So not every team's going to be the same as the front end. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I just want to kind of clear that up. Yeah, no problem. 
Well, you guys are watching it Press Pass Live as we interview Mr. Moe from EA. He is a senior competitive gaming analyst there. We appreciate you so much, Moe, for spending some time with us. Just a couple of quick questions here, and then we're going to let you out of here to enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Number one is, how the heck did you not get on this E30 about the Madden ratings? Oh, the, 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 yeah, the E60 thing? E60. Yeah, I, uh, so I actually... I went to a Viking game back in December and I tried my very hardest to get a ratings adjuster jacket for that game. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where in year one, I just, I just didn't, you know, I didn't make the squad, you know, I just got to try out again next year. That's all. But you know what? Those guys are incredible. Like, you know, shout out to Swami and equipment guru and all the guys that help with the ratings. That's such a gosh, man. It's, I, I know it comes with the job, but when I see all the feedback on the ratings, I mean, you're never going to make everyone but I see yeah. how hard, yeah. uh, how much time they put into watching film and how much they got to go through all, you know, I've, I can't even think 25, 3,000 3, players plus, you know, and look That's at all their insane. ratings. It's, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I give them flack when I feel like a Viking's being disrespected. <laughs> Trust me, I do my part. But to, to have to do that with every player, it's a, it's an incredible job. And you know, shout out to those guys. Uh, tell me a little bit. One of the questions that were asked in, in the, on the YouTube chat came just about one of the issues that, you know, is always going to be there, I think, a little bit. And that's – but will be adjusted this year. And that's just guys using players with a lot of speed and being able to cover, you know, either the entire field with one player. You know, the more popular thing is you get the fastest middle linebacker that you can get and you just roam all over the field with very little loss in change of direction. Do you think that that's going to go away a little bit with the new player movement that's been added? Or do you think that that may be still something that CFM commissioners need to watch for? It's definitely still going to be something you need to watch for. I, I think uh, limiting the jumping ability of the linebackers yeah. is going to be huge. Because the, the big thing in, in Madden is like the, the ability that you could cover three routes. And, you know, if you say, for example, you have uh, a post route from the slot receiver, but you have a slant going underneath as well. The big thing with this year is, you know, if you try to cover that slant, the quarterback has a much higher chance of throwing that post route yep. over the linebacker. Because in order for you to make that play, you have to be like where the ball is going to land. So mm. I would I'm not going to sit here and say that using a linebacker is all of a sudden like useless. I, but I will say it's definitely going to be tougher because you can't jump the way you could previously. And also with pass trajectories, you're not going to see those interceptions where you're 10, 15 yards underneath the receiver. Yeah. So you're going to have to make quicker decisions as a user linebacker, but it definitely helps to have, you know, if you have a linebacker, that's a rookie with 89, 90 speed. I mean, you're, de you're definitely at an advantage. Um, and, and then, you know, depending, I mean, obviously at that point, because your user zone ratings don't really matter um, because you're doing it yourself. Right. So it really just comes down to catch rating, right? Like what are your chances you catch that interception, which most rookies have pretty bad catch ratings, but uh, I would say it's, it's not going to go away, but it's definitely better than in years past. Thank you for that. I know that that was a big question that was still out there. All right. Last question for me. Tell us about the kitty cat that we see all over Twitter. Oh, so there's two of them. <laughs> there's two of them. Yeah. Uh, Stevie and Theo. Uh, they're named after Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. Yeah. It did, okay, that's too much. All right, Mole. You had look. You've been such a great guest. You've been so kind with your time, but that's that's too much, sir. That's just way too much. Hey, I was I was gonna name them Thielen and Diggs. I was literally gonna name my cats Thielen and Diggs, and then uh, one of my friends was like, "No, you need to come up with something that's like more cat-like, but you can say it, you can say it because of the football players." But so I'm like, "Okay, Theo and Stevie." 
Um, no, they're incredible. I got them about three months ago. They were actually in the same. Uh, they were actually in the same kennel at the adoption, uh, the PetSmart that nice. I went to. Um, nice. And I was only going to get one of them, and then next day I decided to get both. It's definitely been a. It's a game changer. Big, big heart there, oh, Big heart. Yeah, they're great. I, I'm still somewhat of a dog person, but I live in an apartment, so that. Yep. I'll get a dog one day. Well, Mole, if uh, if you're ever down in NOLA, please uh, let me know, and beignets and coffee will be on me. I'll take good care of you. Before we let you out of here, tell us two things. Number one, where can people find you? Where they can they follow you? Where can they follow the content that you're creating? And who else should they be following? If they're kind of new to Madden, new to EA, a lot of guys maybe are fairly new to Twitter. Well, who should they be following to get some of their latest and greatest Madden 20 news? Oh my gosh. Well, so for me, you can follow me on Twitter at official underscore mole. Uh, that would be my Twitter handle. I believe you had it up on the uh, We the do, YouTube yes, show. sir. And then uh, as far as my Twitch goes, I do stream Madden, uh, whether it's CFM or Mutt. Uh, that is the official mole. So my Twitch is twitch.tv slash the official mole. Um, and then if you're looking for really just the latest Madden news, I mean, gosh, there's so many guys. I mean, first of all, you want to follow Clint Oldenburg. Um, you know, I think a lot of the devs this year are, you know, they're going to be helping, you know, answer questions. They're going to be, you know, promoting the latest news. But then you have like certain, you have game changers, right? You have Eric Wayweather. Uh, you have, um, oh my gosh, uh, Ant Cap, just A N T C A P. He's big with community tips, gameplay tips, things of that nature. And then, man, go, go follow my boys at the Men Bomber League if you haven't already, man. Like, if you want CFM content, I mean, I'm sure you guys know them real enough, but I love those guys. I mean, those guys are uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, but, man, I- I'll have to send a list, honestly. There's so many people. There's so many people. I can't name just, like, two or three. Well, Mo, we appreciate it. We are friends with uh, our buddies over at Madden Bomber League. They're putting out some of the greatest content. Uh, we just try to keep up and-, and get our stuff out there. But those guys are ahead of the game. Mo, you're the best, man. It's been a pleasure to get to meet you for the very first time. I appreciate you being on the show. Feel free to, to hang out with the Grown Folks community as many times as you want. If you ever want to come back on, we would be honored and would love to have you yes. on. We just greatly, greatly appreciate uh, your uh, just opportunity just to have you on the show, just how free that you've given your time. Uh, you do need to pick better friends if you hang out with this maniac guy. You, I'm glad that you've pulled <laughs> away from him. That's a really good decision on your end. So it shows that at least your character is growing in the right direction. But if you want to hang out with some cool people, come and, come and hang out with us anytime. Yeah, pro- no problem, man. Thank you guys so much for having me. And, and you know, for all those watching and those who hear later on, don't hesitate to send me feedback once the game drops. Part of, part of my job, so... Um, don't 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 be afraid to send me all. I don't care how you say, share it. You can be mad as hell when you send it to me. I don't care. Just any feedback you have. Send it <laughs> now I promised one last question, but you might know the answer to this. Are we oh, allowed sorry, yeah. to stream when EA Access drops? Uh, I, yeah, I don't so know either. Historically, historically, yes, because okay. the game the game's out there. Okay. Um, uh, I would say once the game once EA Access drops, the embargoes live because I mean there's no way you can police that right? yeah because so many people are going to have it. Oh, Plus, yeah. well, yeah, because the NBL does their EA Access tournament. Yeah, like once yeah. So oh, yeah, no, you should definitely like I'm already like I'm ready to start streaming once EA Access drops. Like I'm I'm just as excited to start streaming. But uh, yeah, no, you should be good to go. Awesome. Well, this Friday and next Friday, the official launch, I will have streams up all day, both those days. And uh, maybe we can get Mo to come hang out and, and talk about what he's seeing and playing and doing that day. Mo, we'll definitely hit you up. Thank you again so much, buddy. Thank you, guys. Take care. Thanks, Mo. There we have it, Mr. Official Mo. Make sure that you stop right now and go follow Moly Wan Kenobi right now. You need to go follow him on Twitter. You need to go follow him on Twitch. 
He was so kind. Thank you so much, Maniac, for setting that up for us and using some of your relationships to uh, help out the community, man. It's much appreciated. He seemed like a really great dude, and it was a pleasure to have him on the on the show. Yeah, he's a really great dude, and he's just down to earth, man. And, and the best thing about it is he, he loves and cares about Madden just about as much as anybody that I know of, so... Yeah, I, I hope that he takes us up on that offer and, and comes and, and hangs out with us uh, as often as, as he can. And, uh, yeah, you know what? It's it's things like that that hopefully guys will start to take notice that the OMFL has been around for, you know, almost 20 years now. Uh, I don't know exactly. I need to go do the math. I'm terrible at math. But uh, <laughs> since 2001, January 2001 is when we started. And um, we've just we've done a lot uh, having it's a being, long time yeah it's a long time to be around that much and and I want this community to be in the same types of conversations as the amazing people over at Madden Bomber League and uh, our friends uh, over at uh, Soden Bowl and our friends over at the Dynasty and there's just so many great great leagues and of course yeah, all the really cool. I know the leagues here don't put out a ton of content I know the TFL put out their first show last week which was re- really great you need to go check that out if you didn't get to do that um, but look you know NBC me and Pooty do the Daddy Leagues podcast uh, every um, month and it's just a ton of fun we've just got some great guys and it, it's been a pleasure um, to get our name out there more and more. Uh, let's talk a little Madden 19 as we put a bow on some things. The award show came out late last night. Thank you, Maniac, for helping with that. Uh, we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Um, but also just want to talk about FPR. Now, this has been announced several, several times, but we have been uh, looking at all of our rules. We have been looking at all of the FPR. I mean, you heard Mo say it today that, you know, they are pushing guys to commissioners to look at your rules, lighten up a little bit. And, and I want to do that. After playing Madden 20, it's it's hard to express if you didn't get to play the beta. And thanks, yeah. to, thanks to Maniac, again, uh, can't put you over enough. You, you really have helped us out so much in that area. Thanks to you, we got to play the beta. All of the board members did, except for D. Wayne, because he's a punk. Uh, but all of the board members got to play the beta, and you got to really immediately feel that, man, these teams feel different, and you have to play differently with them. And it just it felt so good. It, it made me want to open up yeah. the rules, whether it's around quarterback scrambles or running backs or types of plays, right? And, and at the same time, we can't just go free-for-all. Like, this will never just be a lobby game. But at the same time, we do want to open those up and – and so we have. We've been talking as a board for a while now. I've been putting out most of the thoughts. Maniac's been finishing up with some. But um, I think as the game drops this week, uh, we'll get more and more decisions. I'll, I'll probably even start to make some of those decisions tonight. But let's talk about Madden 19 and just FPR issues that we've seen in Madden 19 that we know need to be addressed. And, and we can kind of just popcorn these back and forth. I'll kind of go with the first one. And, and the first one's just going to be around um, – Around closed and bunched formations, uh, mm-hmm. even in the beta, you and I played those a little bit. I think Madden does cover them a little bit better in in Madden 20, but it's still not going to be perfect. Look, that that's a reason. Like the covering bunch and closed formations is a reason that there is a bunched and closed formation. Like if it, if it was easy to be covered, it wouldn't exist as a thing. The reason that was created was because you're creating, you're causing the defense to bundle up and have to crisscross one another, have to exchange assignments, uh, and it, it turns the defense and, and gets them out of whack. The problem is when 
when you transfer that over to Madden 19, Madden 20, you know, any Madden, it becomes a problem because they get abused. And where they get abused, at least in the OMFL that we've seen, has been around uh, third downs, like third and shorts, you'll see a lot of it. You know, third and three and less uh, in a lot of red zone. You'll see that really, really abused in a lot of red zone. So I've got the bowl game on. The bowl game was not cheesy. I just wanted to have some some gameplay here. Let me see if I can pause, uh, get it to mute, though, because I, I can't listen to us talk on the broadcast and talk <laughs> to each other here. But um, closed and bunch formations will be limited. I, I'm probably going to make that decision tonight. Just because it has become such a problem, if we now if we get into Madden 20 and we're like, hey, you know what? Maybe that was a knee jerk. Maybe it does cover it much, much better. We can lighten that up. But I just think overall, even if they cover it much, much better, it's just not a play um, that you're going to see. It okay? I'm I'm rambling a little bit here, but here here's my thought process: is that yes, there's an answer for the play. But the answer for the play means that the defense must play one type of defense to cover that play. And Every that time. is not what the OMFL is about. The OMFL is not about calling the same types of, you know, three plays on offense, three plays on defense, and just see who can button push better. It is about forcing guys to think through, be strategic, mix it up. And what happens, and when you see closed and bunched every inside the five-yard line, every third and two, the defense now has to play one defense over and over and over again to stop that. And that's just not what we want to see here. That's not what we want to have. And so uh, my thought, that the thing I'm, I'm speaking with the board about is, uh, and, and it was my idea, and, and everyone seemed to like it, and I think this is going to end up being the decision. You'll see it posted. We'll announce it. But it will be that inside – the 20-yard line, uh, that is not going to be allowed. And third and five and less, uh, it's not going to be allowed. And so third and five and less, you can't use it. And inside the red zone, you can't use it. Outside of that, you can use it uh, as long as you're mixing it up and not excessive. So that is definitely one issue that we've seen that we've already started conversations about. But I know that you've had some things that you've seen that you wanted to talk about that we definitely either need to adjust our FPR around or that guys just need to be more aware of. Yeah, I, I had a couple of things, that, and, and you can you can always on, on a lot of things. You know, sometimes I feel like maybe I get to where I'm nitpicking too much, you know, and, and guys, you know, come in like, oh, you know, so much. But there there is some things that just seems to really be the thing that guys every play or every certain situation, and and, it, and maybe it's not every play, but. I, I tell you, I guarantee, I guarantee you, when you're playing it in the game, sometimes it feels that way, and, and I know that it's frustrating for guys. You know, when, when you when you feel like you're facing something every every first down, or every second, third down, or short down, you know, you're you're facing this type of uh, defense or offense, or uh, and one of the things that really kind of I guess affects me looking at it, and then watching people's uh, uh, game tape. On, on some of the games, the FPR violating games, you see guys on the early downs loading up the box, bringing that safety down. Or if they do pull their safety back, it, it's 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 still almost like a an all crash out and, and and give up everything for the run to stop the run. Um, then the newest one that we kind of had that we started seeing. And we weren't really sure how and why it was happening. Was the linebackers 
all running in to stop the, the running play and stuff. Well, that was that was from the hot running and blitzing all the linebackers in. And, and uh, you started seeing certain teams where it was like every first down, this was happening. And, and what they would do is they would they would uh, blitz all the linebackers down, and then they would use the middle linebacker to cover the middle of the field. So, in, a, in essence, you had a blitz uh, cover one mentality over in the middle of the field, and it was it was just hard to stop and hard to run against, and and, and uh, you know trying to mix mix things up. You know, you might hit it hit it one time, but but you know every first down you would see that play over and over, and eventually it's going to you know, guys that are really trying to mix their, their play calling up on offense, well, that play's going to get through and it's going to be a big, big loss. And, and you know, there you go. And, and the, there comes a the frustration. Uh, the other, other thing is using, uh, in general, just using plays in, in the crunch, you know, that works nine out of ten times, you know, every every uh, a third down or uh, the crunch time where, you know, they need to make a score, you know, and you always – it didn't matter, you know, sometimes if, if you're watching, and I'm just throwing these these teams' name out at random, you know, you're watching the Cowboys, you're watching the Chiefs, you're watching the Texans, you know, it doesn't matter sometimes all the time when you see it in that one particular situation or in that crunch, well, well here comes this play out. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, sometimes I'd be, set, I'd be watching either in a stream or, or even in my own game, I'd be like, well, uh, here comes this play and nine out of 10 times I, I would be completely right. And, uh, you know, so it, it just, you know, when it gets to that point, you know, it's being used too much and, and it needs to be mixed up. Um, you know, th- those are probably my biggest complaints around FPR. I, I know there's other little nitpick things that could happen. You know, we can talk about, but to me, those are the biggest things that we struggle with a lot in Madden 19 and, and you could you could maybe tell me if I'm wrong with that that thinking but to me I really felt like that was kind of our Achilles heel going through Madden 19 all the way through. No I agree with you I think that you know guys will constantly struggle with leaning on things whenever it's needed. One of the things that I took away from Madden 19 that if it is back again in, in Madden 20, we we may need to adjust his. I took away the cutback kind of guidelines that we had. We, we just didn't want to see a running back cutting back four and five holes to the left or to the right. Um, I apologize for the, the uh, audio issues that we tend to be having right now. Something, um, my computer is uh, loading up for some reason. I don't know what its problem is, but we're trying to get them solved as we kind of go along here. So I apologize for that. Uh, but I will say that... Um, that really, it really, really, really showed its head uh, throughout the season and really showed up uh, in the bowl game. I've seen it a lot, especially in playoffs. This first probably two or three drives of the bowl game, you were seeing a lot of cutbacks, a lot of, you know, completely, it's supposed to go to the left between, you know, the tight end and the tackle, and they're cutting it back up between the left guard and the left tackle, right? And just those are the types of things that um, are can, can be concerning, right? And that I want to see right. cleaned up just a little bit better. Um, man, I'm trying to help figure out this uh, this freaking issue that we're having. Well, I, I, I if, I can, if I can kind yeah, of bounce, please. bounce off of that, uh, I, I think a lot of that came down to also, again, with, 
with the guys loading the box or doing the hot route blitzing because then, you know, you have a certain play going a certain uh, way, like say, for instance, a, a power, power O to the right. Uh, you know, when you have those guys blitzing those linebackers down, immediately those holes are filled. And sometimes the back, the back lane is open. And so, again, here we, here we go. You know, we got somebody, you know, toting that FPR line on one side, then it causes an issue for the other side because now they're facing this every time you turn around. Well, it gets to where it's second nature. Okay, well, I know this guy's going to do this, but now I've got to try to cut it back to the left. You know, it's, it's a snowball effect. You see it time and time again where you have a guy doing something here, and then all of a sudden, well, no, this guy's trying to adjust because he's seeing something going on. You know, these linebackers crashing down every time. And so now he's trying to make an adjustment. And then after you start doing that, well, then it becomes a habit because then in every game you play afterwards, you start getting used to yep. doing that cutback. And so then there again, that goes. Then you face somebody that actually plays legit, you know, a little bit more legit on, on the other side of the ball. Now they're facing this, and you know, and now they're just getting gashed because you know that they're doing this every time. So again, a snowball effect just causes issues all all up and down the line. No, I agree, and and I, look, there wasn't a ton, but as all Maddens, right, people start to figure out you know, where where are the areas that I can kind of push the line, so to speak, and um, those areas really were like you said, eight in the box. They were the bouncing, the runs, post routes. Like, there's such a problem last year. Uh, user lurks, but Mole really cleaned that up. That's not a thing, and I can't tell you. Like, I played it. It's not a thing. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, but the post routes, right? The post routes were a big, big problem. And guys who did back off calling them. They weren't calling them 15 times a game. Yeah. But you knew they saved them in their pocket for that third and 25 where they needed a score, right? And, and yeah. that's... That's where people get frustrated. It's like, it's, it's, it's just as bad of calling a play that works over and over and over as it is, well, okay, I won't call it over and over and over, but I'm going to keep them in my pocket, and when it's crunch time, when I need a score, when I need a play, when I need this, when I need that, I'm going to pull it out here, and that's where I'm going to use it. That's where it becomes um, a problem that just as a community, it's something that needs to be, to be worked on. Uh, and something that hopefully we, we can kind of figure out to, to be better in because we, we need to be better in those in those ways. And I will say this, too, about FPRs. Um, the, the new implementation is going to be, number one, feedback forms. Maniac had a great idea. He helped me come up with it. Uh, for me to track feedback forms for the 100% feedback is going to be uh, when you enter the feedback, there's the first option is going to be, uh, did you play a human computer or was this a sim game um, and if it's a sim game it brings you all the way to the last one of just submit uh, that way at least I see something for you if it's a CPU game it brings you to the last one where you you say who won and a link in case we need to watch and if it's a human it's normal uh, this way everybody can submit 16 whether even it's a sim or CPU and I don't have to keep tracking those things because I even messed up this time uh, I left Mo the Seahawks off of it and need to add him to the 100% feedback form um, but the new things will be uh, if you have a um, a film that is on you that uh, we watch and deem necessary as the feedback was correct, then you'll get a warning. We're gonna have a conversation about it. Uh, I'll get to this in my you know 
rant at the very, very end, but uh, <laughs> I will say that I try to handle those extremely nice and respectful and treat guys well. Um, but it was brought to my attention that maybe that doesn't happen. And uh, that's the thing about text, right? People can put whatever tones that they want on stuff. And uh, it just kind of sucks that, that that's what happens, that people can think and put whatever tones that they want to put on things. But I'll say, um, you're gonna, we're just going to talk about it and say, okay, here's what happened. We watched the film. Here's what we found. It's something we need to work on. The second time, you're immediately going to go up for a removal vote um, from the board, the board's gonna. We're gonna watch the film again. The film has to be confirmed. If the film is confirmed, I'm gonna let you know that you were put up for removal. Um, there is a chance that you, whether you stay or go, that we may suspend a player. I'm not a big suspend the player type guy uh, because I just don't think it works. But I, I know that people, you know, I think guys who deal with the same FPR issues, people who play those guys, want to see something happen. Um, so. We're still kind of talking as a board if we're going to suspend a player, but if we do, it'll be for two games. You're up for removal voting. If you're removed, then you're going to be offered a spot in the OMFL or the Deuce. Um, You'll be offered either a waiting list spot there or a team there if there's an open team, and you can work your way back up if you clean up the FPR issues. Um, If you're not removed, then you're going to have a player suspended and know that on your third video that is confirmed with an FPR issue, it's an automatic removal. No vote, no conversation. You'll be offered a spot in the deuce if there is one or a waiting list. If you don't want that, then you'll just be removed from the community and then we'll move on. Um, those are going to kind of be the new systems in place um, to show that, that we have to clean these up. Now, if you get an FPR violation on bouncing the run and then a second FPR violation on a post route, those are two completely different things. They all go into their separate things. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where we stand with So you're going to have multiple violations of a yeah, same you, particular thing. If you have three violations of the same thing, clearly you don't get it or the conversations are not working and... Uh, it's time to be removed, and you can be removed on the second one. If the board votes that that you don't get it and that it's not working, then uh, the second one that's confirmed, you'll be removed. I just, again, I'm, I'm trying to make this as fair as possible. Uh, I just don't oh, yeah. think that it's fair uh, if, if a new guy joins here who's learning how to play by RFPR. He bounces runs. He gets, in, you know, talked to, and then, you know, the next, I'm just using these because they're easy, right? And then they're post routes <laughs> on the second one. Like, I'm not going to remove him for two different issues. Yes, they're both FPR issues, but they're actually two different issues. Uh, and we want to remove guys who are doing the same things over and over and over. And the hope is after the first talk, he stops bouncing runs. And after the second talk, he stops running post routes, right? And and we can help guys clean up instead of removing owners because I, I don't want to be that league either that just freely removes owners. So let's talk a little FPR Madden 20. You and I both got our hands on it. Uh, I'll have it, my hands on it uh, this Friday. I took Friday off, and so I'll do a stream. I don't know exactly when it releases, so I'll do a stream either late Thursday night, technically Friday morning if it's released, or um, whenever, whenever it's released, either Thursday night or Friday after I, I do a few little errands, and then um, late Friday night. Uh, we have church service here at our house on Friday, this Friday, so I won't be able to do Friday early afternoon but uh, that night I'll, I'll be able to come back and and uh, get some streams up and then of course release day i took off for madden holiday and uh, again same thing thursday night all night and then uh friday uh, all day and uh, we'll have some fun with it it'll be a ton of fun we'll do some giveaways 
Um, we'll probably have some Saints memorabilia that we'll give away. I know that doesn't excite everybody, but unfortunately I don't work for the NFL or EA or anybody else, and so this is just what I have access to. We'll, we'll do some giveaways. Uh, I'm sure that we'll have some games or codes or something that we can give away. It's just going to be really great, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll give away some T-shirts that day, maybe some, some mugs. Um, yeah, we're just going to give away a lot of stuff, do some streams, nice. play some games, um, and the CFM will be ready to go on release day because I'll have it early, and so I'm sure uh, me and whoever else has it will get the CFM up and get it testing and uh, get some fun things going. So we'll get a test server up and uh, the real one, and we'll start inviting people as soon as um, as soon as they're ready to play. But uh, let's talk about Madden 20. What what are some things that you've seen in Madden 20 that you think are definitely going to have to be things that we either have to figure out or at least talk about for FPR? Uh, what one of my biggest things I think uh, that looking back on my my time with the Madden 20 beta uh, was definitely the RPOs, which Mo spoke about that a little bit. Uh, I'm really glad that they're actually in the game, something new, something uh, something to have uh, differently. But you know, we don't want guys to actually uh, abuse those, you know, because you know how a lot of times it is with with a new. Uh, formation or play type comes into the game a lot of time is just it's op and so you know we, we want to you know use those uh, in their right time you know we don't abuse that that type of play uh, you know if you're running 35 plays a game 20 of them shouldn't be rpos yeah uh, so, you know so let's let's keep it within the 25 percent uh, range that that the rp or the fbr advises us for us to take you know and, and keep that in mind also uh guys that tend to be blitz happy pass rush is going to be tough uh you know because of, of a lot of the x factor and now with the addition of the, the tight end uh staying in the chip block and stuff that that that's big so uh, you know this this may actually help uh slow down some of the pass rush that that, that we saw but you know pass rush is going to be uh, a, a whole different beast in yeah. Madden 20. So, uh, you know, so let's, you know, look at our, our blitzing. I know some guys, you know, they, they tote that line, go a little bit over the fence, you know, with, with those blitzing uh, linebackers. And, and, you know, let's just watch those those type of things. You know, let's not get into where we're, you know, we're blitzing on every third down, you know, because, you know, you can get to the quarterback. Uh, you know, let's keep in mind, let's mix it up. Uh, you know, we – we got some guys from the the OMFL that are playing in the deuce. You know, we need these guys to help. Uh, you know, set the example for the the other guys that are they're looking licking their chops to want to come up. You know, so let's uh, let's put our uh, best foot forward with the FPR and you know let's let's not ride the fence and let's do what we we all know that we can do. Now, now before you get. Before you get there, because I know it's next on your list, before you get to your rant, <laughs> you've been driving me insane about since the game has dropped. Before you get there, let me touch on a couple of these things first um, that I know that are, are definitely things that we talked about. RPOs, they... They will, uh, they will be governed in some way. I don't. They're not overpowered, so I'm going to say that they're not the counter from three Maddens ago. They're not the spin move from last Madden. They're not, um, they're not overpowered. They don't feel gimmicky, but I can see where they can be still very much abused. And so, there, there may be. 
um, some type of governance around how many you can have in your playbook. We just don't want guys to have an entire, you know, 300 plays allowed in your playbook. I don't want to see 175 of them RPOs, right? Where every other play is an RPO because you can run our pass out of it, right? I, I just, we want to try to avoid that. And so, you know, it's probably going to be, it's definitely going to fall under the majority rule. So we don't want to see RPOs 50% of the time, like it just shouldn't be 50%, you know, it should be under 30% to be honest. Um, we're probably going to have, you know, maybe some just guidelines, not necessarily FPR, but some guidelines of, hey, keep the amount of RPOs that you run under 35%. Um, if we don't do those types of guidelines, we will definitely do, you know, you're not allowed to have more than 30 in your playbook or something like that. But I, I really think it's going to be around a percentage where we just say, all right, guys, yeah, like, yeah. you just shouldn't run it every other play, right? It just, it, yeah, it just shouldn't because it, it's, I, it can get out of hand, right? I can just see where, and then it, it goes back to what we've been talking about here today, and that is, yes, it can be defended, but it's going to cause one specific type of defense from the defense time and time and time again. It's just what we don't want to see. Um, and then, then your second one, which was, uh, the blitz happy oh the blitz happy you're right you're right being blitz happy is definitely gonna have to be something the guys are gonna have to watch again it should be you know under 35 percent you know your blitzes when when you start getting 35 45 like that's a lot and you know kind of that 45 is definitely too much 40 is kind of the tipping point but 35 is a good number right if you hit 35 to 40 somewhere in there i'm pretty okay with it um, you start going over 40, then then we got to have a conversation um, about like calling less blitzes. Uh, and then you know, I just think that that is something that is the rules aren't going to really change on, and, and they're not going to really they're not really going to lighten up. But we're going to lighten up on other areas, right? We're going to lighten up in some some definitely other areas that we feel like we can. So yeah, I just think that. Yeah, things are going to fall under that majority rule and it's all about balance and it's just about calling a balanced game it's about calling um balanced plays that kind of thing um so yeah i i think that uh mole just had a question i don't know i guess mole's still watching um so we don't uh so here's mole here's my kind of take his question was do we limit the amount of targets that you can target one player i I don't mole and here's why um i think that receivers are supposed to catch the ball running backs are supposed to run the ball uh and defensive linemen are supposed to get sacks and stop the run and so i i personally like to tell somebody okay you know your guys had you know four sacks this game you can't sack with him anymore you got to take him out and replace him like no one would ever tell me to do that but yet people in the past have been like hey this guy's had 10 targets you know he's abusing he's spamming this receiver no 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 that's what a receiver does and if you're not shutting down that receiver then you should go shut him down now i agree i don't want to see every pass play just for that one player but i'll also say that on defense, if I know a guy is just going to target one dude, it makes my job way easier. I'm going to roll coverage. I'm going to bump. I'm, I'm going to zone on that side. Like, I'm going to mix up things to take that one. I'm going to highlight him. I'm going to use her to go cover him. There's a lot of things that you can do to take one guy out and force him to look on the other side of the field. So we don't have any rules just because um, I think that I think that guys are supposed to use receivers. Now, 
The only exception to that, I think, would be tight end. Um, but even the tight end, we're going to get to it. I think tight end and running back catches are going to be lightened up on because it is the NFL that we play on. Now, again, I don't know that I want to see a running back get 101 catches, which you do see in the NFL, but we don't play you know, NFL time. And, you know, again, we're not NFL defenses, but I do feel like we need to lighten up on the, the running back throws, the fullback throws, the tight end throws, um, and allow if a guy has a stud tight end. Uh, a Jimmy Graham, you know, sands Seattle, right? Like back when he played early days of Seattle right, and the Saints, right. right? Like a guy that can take over the game that we need to think about that. Now, with that said, if if you can go out and get a 92 speed, an 89 speed tight end who's 62 overall and dumb as a board, which Mole talked about, right? He isn't going to be able to do some things, but I can still get 101 catches with that guy. Eh, okay, then we got to start thinking about different rules. We got to think about you know how we're going to change that up because that's not something that we want to see, right? We just don't want to see guys get the fastest dudes ever uh, and be able to just roam the field on defense or be able to take over a game on offense. But at the same time, if if you have a Forbes who's in the Hall of Fame here, if you have a Odell Beckham, if you have a Julio Jones. Like, you should be able to take over a game with that dude. He, he should be able yeah. to take over a game, and it should be the defense's job to stop him, right? Like, that should be yeah. the beauty of having that guy. And I know when I had Forbes, um, it opened up things for other receivers, right? Because I could run routes that would take that user away, right, away from the play I wanted to go to and open up a CPU route with another receiver. Um, and, I, again, I think it just goes to balance. If you have a tight end who's got, you know, 80 catches on the season and your number one wide receiver has 30 catches, okay, you're not in balance. There's no balance there. If you have a Julio Jones who has 100 catches on the season, your number two guy has 20, you're not even remotely in balance, right? And as long as there's just some balance, there can be a gap there. But as long as there's some type of balance, um, I think I'm gonna, I'm okay with it. So I, I've said all that. Uh, we, I want to go back to what are some other things that we're going to lighten up on. But I know that you have a rant. I know Mo's still watching, and Mo may have some input. So go ahead. Go on your rant. All right. You know you know my rant because, you know, here in the OMFL, we have the, uh, the four-year uh, rule for contracts and stuff. And why is that? Explain why that is first. Well, I mean, we – we definitely want to keep FPR. I mean, not not FPR. I'm I'm, I'm so FPR minded right now. <laughs> I just got FPR in the brain. So now we want to keep free agency uh, alive. You know, we don't want it to be where everybody just signs everybody, stashes them away, and every off season there's nobody to pick from in free agency. And and I love that about. But in on that same instance, uh, now you know we're looking at a lot of young, talented teams. Um, that may have several star players on, on the team that's going to be coming up for for contract and then and I was on this rant before I even picked up my Cowboys back up so uh, so don't go don't go there guys don't go there you know because I know there's a lot of Cowboys that are going to come up for contracts on on the Saints on the, have 20 players up year one so <laughs> I feel it too <laughs> uh, but you know with the new game coming out you know and and there's there's been some talk on Twitter about changes to how uh, players will negotiate their contracts. And the thing that I worry about now is because we have those limitations with only being able to sign the four years to 
some of those star upcoming players, are they going to accept that? Or are they going to reject it looking for more real-life type uh, uh, contracts, you know, wanting the five- and six-year contracts? Uh, you know, and, and yeah, I, I don't want it to where, you know, I anybody can go through and sign all their young guys, uh, you know, coming up to contracts like that and stuff. But then again, too, uh, if those guys are going to con- consistently turn you down when you're offering, you know, a four-year, uh, uh, you know, say, for instance, I think uh, Jalen Smith, the Cowboys middle linebacker, a young stud, I think he's like 86 overall in this year's game, 87, something like that. Anyway, he's, he's up for contract. So, you know, is he going to be uh, in-game accepting a four-year contract, you know, that is comparable to uh, what he would be seeking, or is he just going to turn it down flat because he's looking for, you know, maybe that five- or six-year deal that's going to set him up for the rest of his life? Uh, you know, if, if it's going to be that, that type of uh, – mechanic in the negotiation with the contracts, you know, then we may need to look at uh, free agency, uh, you know, the cap, you know, how, how we allow guys to uh, spend their money on their players. And, and I think in, in, in one way too, us limiting uh, guys not being able to sign a five-year uh, contract or a six-year contract, I think we almost kind of, we're, we're babying those guys because, you know they're not going to make the make the mistake of signing two two guys like that, and all of a sudden now they they don't have the con uh, the the cap space to go out and actually sign other big free agents that are in the free agency. So I don't know. I I I, I think we need to look at it. Uh, you know I'm never going if if it came down where I had to deal with a four year contract deal, I would deal with it. I mean I ain't going to be happy because I'm going to be watching a, a lot of my good young players walk, but you know, I still think it's something that we need to definitely look at for the future. No, I think we have to get the game in hand, and we're going to have to test, and, and that will be like one of those last things that we kind of decide, unfortunately. And um, look, some of these uh, player contract resets are going to go away. So that's definitely going to go away in the gold incentive. Um, it's probably going to be a platinum incentive, something that you can do once uh, per Madden. Uh, and it's going to go away in the gold, but maybe it gets replaced with, you know, a one. Uh, again, we just got to get the game in hand, but maybe it's replaced with a, we allow you, you know, one five-year contract every season, right? If you earn gold, um, I, don't, I don't know, right? There's so much, we just have to get the game in hand, but I know that we right. will figure out what is the best for the league as a whole um, to where, the reason we've always never allowed five, six, or seven-year deals is because it just there's no free agents. No one ever reaches free agency unless they're done with that player or unless they, you know, the player's old. Um, rarely does anyone walk. And I know there's a new scenario engine, which may affect some of that, but I don't know. I, I just think we're going to have to get the game in hand, and we're going to have to really, really play with it before we do. Um Smash had a, a, a question, uh, and I think I can answer some of it. So he says, you know, will we allow teams to play to their strengths, i.e. the Cardinals, more three receiver wide, three wide runs, uh, more three wide formations, uh, and then two tight ends. Two tight ends was already added last Madden. So Madden 19, we said that you could run uh, a base 21-22 offense if that's what you decided to run. 
um, that you could have that, and we did. We seen a lot of two tight ends, especially in the bowl game. It seemed to be the yeah. base offense that those teams like to run because it gave them that power run formation. Uh, I don't know that we'll ever get there with three wides. Uh, I playing Madden twenty shotgun runs were still way too easy. Um, they just were. Uh, I will always probably be on a rant about that. Like it's if you run ten shotgun runs. Eight of them are going to go for six, seven plus yards. It just, it, I just, I haven't seen it to not do that. Um, and so, shotgun runs are definitely never going to be a thing. And I don't know that we'll ever get there with three wide runs. I think three wide runs will always fall in the majority run rule. So, like a majority of your runs, uh, you know, you could should be, you know, you shouldn't go over that thirty-five percent of your runs. So, if you run, you know, twenty rushes. You know, you shouldn't have more than, what is it, six. You know, you shouldn't have six, more than six or seven should come from three wide, you know, out of 20 rushes. I think that's going to still be what it is. We're not going to change that. Now, I will say we are trying to allow teams to play more to their strengths by lightening up on how many times you throw to the running back, right? I have Alvin Kamara. I know the Cardinals have David Johnson, right? There are these, you know, uh, Saquon Barkley. These are guys that can catch the ball in the backfield. They should be weapons, right. right? They should be guys, like when I'm on defense, I should think, where's Saquon Barkley, all right? Who's covering him? Uh, does this linebacker have the coverage skills to cover him? Do I need to use it, right? Like that should be in your thought process. And right now in Madden 19, it's not. No one ever really had to worry, outside of the occasional third down, rarely did anyone have to worry about, you know, uh, Kamara catching a pass on them, and definitely never had to worry about Kamara putting up 100 yards receiving on them, and so that should be a concern. It should be, uh, I'm using Jimmy because I'm kind of drawing a blank on one of the young, good tight ends, but, you know, if you have a Jimmy Graham, if you have that stud tight end, that, uh, who's the guy with the Giants that, uh, Evan, uh, uh, Evans, Evans. Um, Evans. I can't think of his first name now. Uh, but, you know, if you have that type of player, he should be able to take over a game. On defense, I should think, okay, how am I going to cover the tight end drag? How am I going to cover the tight end out route? Do I need to swap linebackers around? Do I need a user? That should be a part of the thought process. And if I'm playing Lamar Jackson, if, hell, if I'm playing um, – if, if I'm playing the Packers, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Holy cow. Why am I drawing a blank on the Packers' freaking quarterback's name? Uh, Aaron and Rodgers. Jeez, I just drew a complete blank. I should think, oh, I probably can't play cover four on this third and ten because he can take off running, and I'm going to have to put a spy, and I'm going to have to you know, use her to where I can watch for that quarterback run. There should be desired runs with Lamar Jackson and others, right? And so we are going to open it up in that way. Um, where guys uh, can play to their strengths, but at the same time know that I still think, I don't know that they'll ever have a perfect game out there, but I still think shotgun runs are definitely out of it. Never going to allow shotgun offense or running gun offense. It's never going to be a thing. Shotgun runs should be tremendously limited. Um, Probably going to have a percentage come out about that. I don't even know what that number would be, but those are just two, like, look, We've seen shotgun runs inside the five-yard line. It's the lamest thing that you can do. It, it is like you really should be removed from the community the second that you ran a shotgun draw inside the five-yard line. It's just it's lame, and, and it's like that's that's not the point of what we've built here in the OMFL, and it's not the point of the gameplay that we're trying to get to. And I think three wide runs fall in that in, in a lot of ways, right? 
Um, I, I know the argument guys will say, well, you see it in the NFL, but... Not everything also, translates, though. Right, right, because in, in Madden, the three wide or the shotgun runs, they're so effective, unless you just blitz. But again, this is what we call the snowball effect. Unless you blitz everybody in at the, you know, the same time, and, you know, so you, you've got one one thing that you're bending on, now you have to bend on something else to stop it. And it just, you know, like I said, those shotgun runs, they're, they're so easy to do. You get one little block in, and you got, like you said, six, yeah. seven, eight, ten yards. Easy. Easy. And, and it, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to just hand guys a, a trophy. You know, we, we want you to earn it. And you earn it by, you know, mixing up your play call. You know, it, this is, I've been a part of a lot of, a lot of leagues. I've, I've, through my time, uh, since the time I've, I've known Mo from a game changer, I've probably been a part of like 20 different leagues before I came here. And, and it's all the same thing. You know, you, you play, everybody has their own ideas of what, you know, a league should be and what it should be about and, and you know, how things should be run. But you talk about, you know, things, you know, and, and being an elite and you see a guy run, five plays the whole game oh, and, yeah. just dom- and dominate yeah. the whole time and you could call everything you could but there's always you know there's always a, a you know that four to five play base it just would just eat you alive and and yeah you know you should be able to stop it but for some reason in in the game those things are just really you know dominant and you know we won't we want this to be you know the nuts and bolts. You, know, you got you got to think through. You got you got to be a chess. Is you know the la- the last third down my my opponent called. He called a blitz. Is he going to call a blitz again this time? You know, or you know, is he going to call man or is he going to call cover two, cover three, cover six? You know, you know if he's going to call cover six, what side is? I got to pay attention to what side the the cover two. Uh, flat is on you know because i want to throw it out but if it's on that flat side yeah. it's gonna it's gonna get picked you know so those different things but if it's all one type of play every time there is no thought pressing thought process to it it's just nope. i know this is going to work i'm going to do it you know and and that's not what we are about yeah well we're getting on the hour and a half mark so we're going to try to land this plane soon <laughs> smash um i i will argue uh until my deathbed that inside zone is overpowered uh, i think that it's either overpowered if they are running power against your three four or if you just don't have a good defensive line um i, I just don't think that inside zone is overpowered inside runs at all are overpowered i will say though that draws i do agree can be and draw will probably be a, like the shotgun get a percentage put on it I, I think kevin to your point those percentages will probably be closer to 20 percent you know 10 percent of of 20 plays is two um you know I, i'm willing to open that up a hair more you know 20 percent of 20 runs would be you know four uh, a game and i'm okay with four shotgun runs a game if i only see it four times I'm, I'm okay with four draws a game if i only see it four times like that's not it's when you start seeing six seven eight like it's just like okay well this is lame stop um Let's just talk a little bit uh, about the state of the league and, and kind of where we are, and we're in a good place. I've been—I haven't even got to game in the last four nights because I've been making graphics and, and doing the awards video, which we'll we'll wrap up here with in just a second. Um, oh, inside zone out of three wide, yeah, super overpowered, right? And I, and I think it's. 
I don't know that the play's overpowered, but it's designed to spread you out, and that's where, in my opinion, Smash, that's where we lose the Madden NFL translation there because you you don't have real players. You know, you have AI, and, and it's it's going to be formulas that are deciding. Like, if I come out nickel, I'm going to be easily ran on. And, and I just, I think, in my opinion, and I can't even quite articulate all of the reasons why, but that is where the transition between NFL and Madden gets a little foggy and a little lost. And so, again, I'm open to allowing three wides. I think if three wides stays under 30%, right, you're talking about, uh, you know, you're talking about what, it's uh, six runs a game, right? Now, what you don't want to see is, well, I did, you know, 30% three wide, I did 20% draws, I did 20% uh, shotgun and I did four regular runs like that. You don't want to see that. Like that's bending the rules at the same time. It's like pick one, right, and kind of stay way below that. I think uh, you know it should be that fifty-fifty split of nine regular personnel versus regular personnel, and um, the other fifty-fifty split of inside versus outside. Those those are kind of like the guidelines, and you start getting either over that 50%, you're getting into excessive. And so maybe we can rewrite the FPR to kind of spell that out. But anyway, um, to just kind of get back to kind of, we're in a good place. I've been working really hard. We'll wrap up some, I'm going to roll out the new incentive plan this week. We'll introduce the new feedback form this week. Um, we got to get a lot of things ready. Got to finish up. I think I got one or two more videos to make for uh, the import players. Um, there's just a lot of lot of work that needs to be done, and that's probably where we use most of my EA access to do is is to start working on that. Um, it will probably get started, you know, ten days ish after the game drops on August the second. Give them time. I know there's maybe a patch, right? Just give. Give, give people to people get the game, give people time to play. Um, we'll get some tournaments going. It's just a lot of stuff that can be done before we get started. Probably get started like middle of August um, and get rolling. Uh, but we're in a good place. We we had a great donation drive. I'll make a video. You've seen the postings. This will be the last week that I'll push the donation drive, and you'll see the postings uh, that will be in your chats. But after this week, I won't push it. It will always be open. We'll always take donations, but I won't be pushing it any longer. Um, and instead, we're going to really just start to uh, focus on Madden 20 and the launch streams where we'll be doing tons of giveaways. Um, and I think one of the things that – uh, came out. I had a conversation with an owner that uh, I've been chewing on for the last you know twenty four plus ish hours since it's happened. Um, yeah, you know, I've been a leader now for over twenty years. I've been in ministry for over fifteen years. I've owned my own business. Um, just a you know not even something I sought to be a leader. Just kind of always happened naturally. Um, I think that you know sometimes people's skill set just leans towards being a natural leader i think in this community we have a lot of natural leaders you know people like mole and shop and some of our other great partners these are just natural born leaders and i think one of the hardest thing i have to do in this community as a leader is balance not only the 32 different very different personalities in the omfl but the 32 that are going to be in the deuce the you know 32 that are in the other six madden leagues the a big group in the shooter communities, in the 
wrestling communities and all the different there's over a hundred members here and that can be difficult to uh, balance all of those personalities and 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 try to figure out what is the communication style that best fits all of them and here's here's going to be the obstacle that we always have to overcome and that you guys always kind of have to keep in mind is that we really only have one means of communication here, and that's going to be text, whether it's through Discord, whether it's through forums, whether it's through physical texting of someone. Outside of being on the show, uh, and I do try to use our voice channels as many times as I can, get somebody to hop in there, but sometimes guys just don't want to talk, and, and I get it. Um, I want to be respectful of that, but outside of a voice conversation which are few and far between it's going to be text and the issue with text is always that you get to put your tone uh your your attitude for lack of a better word your your uh, viewpoint of how that conversation is happening through your own lens and i have no control over that and so it doesn't matter how nice i'm trying to be or how you know kind i'm being in trying to deliver the information that i have to deliver it sometimes can be taken the wrong way right and also we don't have an fpr guy anymore we used to have an fpr person um that used to take those for me so that i didn't have to be the bad guy because it's hard to be the bad guy and the commissioner all the time Uh, we don't have that any longer i don't have anyone to, to kind of stand in front of that bus and take it and so that's me and so the comments were kind of made to me that the only time people hear from me, and this has been made by more than one person, but in this recent conversation, um, that they only hear from me when it's bad. And, and that is unfortunate. I wish that this were my full-time job. I wish that I could tell people how great I think that they are and how great a job they are doing. And I do that on Press Pass Lives, but I also get that not everybody listens to Press Pass Live and not everybody catches everything that I say, whereas you catch every text conversation that I have with you. Um, and so this you know, conversation was around that they only hear from me when they're in quote-unquote trouble, even though I don't treat people like they're in trouble. No one ever gets called to the principal's office. That's not how things go here. That's not how I... That's not the kind of person I am, uh, but that is how it's still taken by some people, and there's nothing I can do about that other than explain to you I am not that type of person. I don't lead that way. I don't run this community that way, um, but yet it is taken that way. And so we're going to move to this new system because I do have some owners that are frustrated with me that we have the same guys with the same FPR issues over and over. Um, so we're going to move to this new system that kind of makes it more black and white, even though I will say two owners did get put up for removal vote last year, and that vote uh, was uh, to keep both of them. Um, so we'll continue to do that kind of stuff. I will always be somebody who leans way, way towards mercy. Uh, I will never r- rule with an iron f- fist and if you need that i get that i honor that but you're gonna have to go find that somewhere else um this uh conversation pointed out some things that i i do will continue to work on uh look i hate playing d money and i find this funny uh, i can't say that because that will that will help I, i'm not trying to like call this person out that's not what this is about at all like i respect what that person said and uh, I do think that some a lot was fair, and there were some very unfair things, and I told him what I felt like was unfair, but I will say that the conversation really was around, I didn't want to play D-Money anymore. Um, I don't think that he has good FPR. After talking to him, I think a lot of people think he's some kind of Madden guru, and he says that. He's like, people think I'm some kind of Madden mastermind that has this game figured out. I do think he's got the game figured out, but I, I don't know that he's a master mastermind in Madden. I will say that if he were ever to get on the competitive scene, I think he could be a top five player easy. 
And I play him twice a season. He murdered me where I couldn't do anything. And I was like, I don't want to play. I was never supposed to be in the NFC Championship game. There was that. Like, I never thought I'd get that far. Um, and then I was like, I didn't want to play him a third time. And so I made that comment half jokingly and half serious because I really didn't want to play him. But also, like, like I've created a place where I, I get to be myself too. Like, I don't always need to be on camera, so to speak. Um, and this person didn't like that, and I know others didn't like it. I got a message from Maniac. I got a message from D. Wayne, and blah blah blah. blah. I get it. All right, I'll own that one. That's on me. I messed up, and so I will continue to work on those things. But I've created a place where guys are safe to be themselves, um, and I want to keep that. And that includes for me. Like I am not this untouchable. I, I want people to feel me as approachable see me as a human that I am. That's why I'm in the chats as active. That's why I work as hard for this community because I, I, this is not some kind of like kingship. Like this, and I know a lot of leagues run that way where the commissioner is untouchable. And I was in leagues where the commissioner was on private and do not disturb me, could not send him a DM. That's not who I am. I'm always accessible. I always answer people um, in a timely manner. Uh, I'm always ready to have conversations and feedback about things that could be better there's a thread that goes up every season asking for your feedback about what we can we improve and make better for you um so all that said to say um, there are definitely some things that i will continue to work on but at the same time i think as a league we need to understand that unfortunately i am the fpr guy and the commissioner unfortunately i don't have you know 48 hours in a 24 hour period and so i don't get to go and, and pat guys on the back and tell them how great i think they are because i do think you're all really amazing and i say that on every press pass live when you guys are here with me and, and how much i appreciate that you spend your time and energy and money to be on this community of all places and you're spending your most uh, valuable asset and that's your time here with me and I take that serious, which is why I work so hard for this community. I want people to view this community as a place that is quality, a place that treats people correctly. I think that's why we farm the partnerships uh, that we have farmed, and, and things are in a really good place for us. Um, I'm excited about Madden 20. I think you guys are going to love the game. It's such a dramatic difference. I can't speak that you'll love the game in November or January or March of next year, right, because sometimes patches change the game. Uh, sometimes guys just get burned out, but I know that you'll love it when you first touch it, and it really sets us up for uh, a fun, fun uh, Madden 20 year that we're going to have. And so I think we're in a good place. OMFL2 uh, is no longer. It's now called The Deuce, and it is being ran by our buddy Maniac. We revealed the new logo. Um, we are getting close to being full there. I think we've got eight to ten teams left, and I'm, I'm getting new applications in every single day. And so uh, I'm excited about where the deuce is. If you play in the OMFL and you like a second league, please let us know. We'll, you know, maybe Maniac will have you go and, and help out the deuce. We want the deuce to feel – look, it, it will always be a place that we go to for owners, but I think when leagues get the label of being a feeder league, it's viewed as less than. The deuce is not going to be right. less than. That's why it has a new name, a new logo. Um, Maniac and I are matching all the rules. We're matching all the import stats. Like we're matching everything. I want it to be the same experience in the Deuce as it is in, as it is in the OMFL. They may not have the podcast. They may not have as many graphics. They, you know, there may be some things that they don't have, but at the same time, it's going to feel the same. And we want it to be its own thing. And also that own thing, 
because of the benefit of not having to create rules and a website and all this other stuff, uh, will be the first place that we go to looking for owners. Um, and it will always be best FPR first, most activity and content second, and just finding those best of the best guys. And if guys are needing to be removed from the OOMFL, we will offer you a place in the deuce if Maniac will have you and if there is an open spot. And we also understand that some players may not want that. But uh, some did. Jennings needed to step away, and uh, he went over to, to the deuce. And um, so, you know, we've, we've got some – people who've already done that and if that needs to happen that we definitely have a place for that to happen that's why the deuce was created so lots of really good things lots of streams lots of new information uh and we're not completely changing everything but we're going to overhaul some stuff and so right there there'll be um there'll be a period that's going to be an adjustment period and there'll be a period where it may take people a little bit um to get ready for exactly what to expect uh, over the next week we'll, we'll do some fpr games um when the new game drops and maniac and Wayne gets their hands on it we'll live stream it won't have the pretty overlay and everything but we'll live stream and get in a party chat and just talk through fpr and, and not to and why not to do things and the why and the concepts behind fpr we're gonna do a couple of those i, I want to get at least two or three out um, they're just different, different teams. Just try some different stuff. Uh, Maniac will definitely find some time. I know he's always willing to do that, and D-Wayne will also. So we'll get those out as the game progresses and as people get their hands on the game. Um, and then we're going to start uh, revealing some new things that we've been working on and that the board and I have been working on. Uh, the calculator is also going to take some time. Uh, Rob's going to have to get the game in hand. We're going to have to see what's different, what's what needs to be changed but we've had lots of really good conversations with rob and he's on it and he's really working on it a ton and so as soon as he gets the game in hand it's going to take us some time to unveil that so plan on uh the middle ish uh part of you know around that 13th to 16th somewhere in that world uh we'll get the real cfm up and start playing we'll probably play um probably play the preseason games just to let everybody get used to their teams for the first year, just kind of get used to everything and then get into the regular season. Uh, we'll be into the regular season by the end of August then, and then we'll get rolling. So lots of really Sweet. good stuff, uh, lots of good things. We, we This is usually when we take mailbag questions, but there are no mailbag questions. Um, so I'm going to finish up with this last thing, and that's the award show. Uh, it is out. Um, so make sure you go check it out. We gave away our normal in-season awards. Um, we also gave away our end of Madden awards. So uh, things around Sportsman of the Year, which was uh, crazy. Most improved player of Madden 19, also crazy. We unveiled our new Hall of Fame for Madden players, CFM uh, Madden-generated players. We also unveiled our new... Um, uh, Hall of Fame for owners, and there was only one this year. So I think that the just because people are going to wonder why I didn't put others in, uh, Dawson left us, and so I think it will be players who left uh, that will get nominated for the Hall of Fame, not while they're currently still here. And so Dawson left and actually was up for Hall of Fame before he rejoined, but was rejoined before it was announced. So uh, that's why Dawson made it in. That's why D Wayne and myself and Chaotic and others who deserve it did not get in, is just for that reason. Um, it will be when players need to leave here or, or when their time kind of comes to a close or, you know, maybe after they've put in five, six, eight years like I have. Um, I think it's funny that we got a, a, a negative uh, uh, down thumb on our 
uh, award show. I don't know who would down thumb an award show for a CFM league. That's just crazy to me. But go watch the award show. Congratulations to all the winners. If you won something, yes, yeah, probably Mo. Uh, maybe if it was for a player uh, who is not going with you over, like the Pro Bowl and stuff, is not going over with you in a Madden 20, uh, you will get that XP to use on a player at the same position. Um, so you'll still get those XP. We will also, that's something that uh, we will finish probably maybe tonight or over the next few days we will start limiting how much xp you can put on a player every off season um so if you win uh, uh an in-season award plus the pro bowl um plus you're given you know say six xp that you can use anywhere you may not use it on that player that you won the award for and that you got the pro bowl for right we may limit uh like no more than six xp a season an off season can be used on a player um yeah just because it's starting to get to a point where guys are piling it up and you know putting 10 12 xp on a player at one time and i was seeing these drastic drastic changes we want to try to limit that that's not what we're trying to get to so maniac did the pro bowl graphics and did a really really great job on those so thank him for that and i'm just excited now madden 20 is almost here in a couple more days the award show was great and we just got a few more loose ends to tie up before we get to madden 20 there's a lot of work ahead of us um, but it's almost here and it should be a ton of fun all right your turn maniac we have us uh, some closing thoughts and put a bow on the show for us well uh, really want to say nate thanks for everything that you've done for the league you've put in a lot of effort from your side I mean, this award show that, that you do every season. This season, though, I mean, you put a lot of effort in, a lot of new graphics and, and things, and I hope guys really appreciate that because you put a lot of effort into those, and they look really fantastic. Um, and and for for everyone, you know, uh, let's, you know, I'm ready to get Madden 20 in our hands, you know, get things rolling. Uh, thanks for uh, Mole for being on the show today because uh, – Oh, Absolutely. You know, that that was a that was a highlight you know to hear you know from firsthand experience uh, from mole there being at ea you know what what goes through some of the thought process on some of the 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 new uh, things they put into the game and, and how how he approaches his job and and i think it's uh, you know a good insight uh, for guys in our community to hear straight from his voice you know what what his process would go through with uh, with his jobs and thing and uh, but you know Again, uh, I really think that we had a really good season. Pro Bowl, uh, we're still doing our countdown of the top 20 NFL coaches. Which has been amazing. Yeah, and and I really appreciate all the support with that from not only inside our community, but outside. Uh, I know Mo has uh, retweeted a couple of times, Shopmaster, all those guys, and I really appreciate everyone's uh input and, and, and just following of, of all the stuff that we do here at Real Folks. Yeah, I hope that you guys love the new Hall of Fame graphics. I, so much work that went into those. I hope that you like them. I like them. They're, they're really, really great. Um, also, if you are part of the community, we will be um, ordering this uh, program that used to help me make these videos. Now I use uh, Adobe, but um, back in the day, I used to use this online program. It's $100 a year. I'm actually going to buy that and just share the login. So any commissioner leader here that wants to make highlight videos or videos, award show videos, that you will have access to that um, with a shared um, login. 
And you can make those videos and download them, upload them to YouTube, all that fun stuff. It's really user-friendly. They have tons of content that you can pull from and really create something that, that fits you. Uh, and Mo, I doubt that you're still listening because we went super long today, almost a two-hour show. <laughs> but I am um, the biggest – oh, I just realized I didn't have the award show. <laughs> My bad, guys. I thought I had the award show on the screen. I didn't. I had to chat up. Uh Mo, I'm I'm a biggest Mo fan that there is now. Thank you so much again for taking time out of your busy schedule to come be with us. Um, he said that we can definitely do some stuff once the game drops, and so love to have him come poke in, maybe during our live stream, and just do an interview with us. And anytime you've got something that you want to promote or put out there, um, you can count on grown folks for getting that out for you. And the OMFL guys will definitely support that, and so will the Deuce players and owners that are there. So. It's been fun. I know Pootie T and I will also work this week on getting a new podcast out. Um, We've been trying to get one out, and just both of our work schedules have been crazy and hectic, and we just haven't been able to do that. So uh, I'm excited. Uh, Mr. Dawson and D. Wayne, so Dawson and Dawson, the uh, OMFL lawyer firm, um, they're actually out on vacation, and they're in Belize of all places. These bougie jerks are over in Belize enjoying some time off before – um, the summer is over. So can't wait for those guys to get back. Start looking and paying attention to the DMs that I send out and uh, make sure that we'll get you all the latest and greatest information as it drops. And then plan on me um, getting some new streams out there and hopefully Maniac uh, or get him some EA access and he'll come join me. So it'll be a ton of fun. I can't wait. Um, it's almost here, Maniac. And all the work and planning and talk and conversations it's all going to be here and uh, we'll have it in hand and everybody's going to know what it's all about soon time is ticking down and i'm watching the clock yeah me too guys thank you for tuning in for a long show please we'll, we'll get this posted help us promote this and get it out there and support mole for being on the show like it comment that'll be a new thing we didn't even get to talk about but we will add an incentive for comments on youtube videos and blog posts uh, where you can get a lot of incentive points there we will also be increasing the incentive point number just a little bit um, don't worry or freak out but that will increase just a little bit um, so that we can help get some comments and some views and likes and all that fun stuff. So thank you guys so much. Have a blessed week. We'll see you again next weekend here on Press Pass Live. Peace. Later.